Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. This is episode six. Your host, Tina Reppo, will be interviewing her very first runner that she has coached. Stay tuned and gain insight with the OG student of Tina Reppo Running. Okay, well, hey, everybody. It's Tina, and I'm here today with Cammie who is my baby sister and also the very first runner that I convinced to take on this running challenge. And I'm going to go ahead and set the stage, Cami. I'm going to tell just like the quick, a quick overview of how this all started and kind of how I threw this idea out at you and um, how you kind of went along with it, what you do with, you know, many things that your older sister's ask of you and tell you to do. So I'm really grateful for your compliance. But um, so Cammie and I were sitting on the beach. Oh gosh, it was probably four months ago, four or five months ago, actually. And um, I mean, was I telling you, was I actually trying to pitch this to you and say like, hey, it's time to try running again? Or were we just talking about it? Do you remember? Yeah, you definitely weren't pitching it to me. It was just a this is what I want to do. I was talking about like making a program. Yes. Okay. And so, so, okay. So I was at the point where I'm like, okay, I really want to make a program and help new runners. Um, you know, having gone through the process myself and at that point I was, I just talking about it and you said you wanted to do it or did I tell, did I ask you to do it? I can't remember. No, you were just talking about it. And I remember being like, um, like, can I do this? Like, am I worthy? <laughs> do you want oh, so, so you wanted to do it when you were hearing me talk about it? Yes, definitely. Um, but you definitely weren't asking me. I don't think you expected me to want to, because I've always hated running. So I don't know why you would ask me. I think I was just, um, excited and, um, wanting to be like you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so funny. And when you say wanting to be like me, you mean wanting to be a runner? Yes. Yes, definitely. And, and I've tried and I don't know why I, I, I kept wanting to be a runner, but, um, I've tried so many times and it just, it's never worked. It has never worked. So I don't even know why I wanted to try, but I think that you were just so excited and um, it made me excited. So um, I was honored to be um, OG Tina Reppa runner. <laughs> and so I feel like, do you think, like, I know I was excited that day talking about it, but do you also feel like my excitement about running just in life was something that motivated you? Like what, what is it about 
running or me running that made you like initially ever say that's something I want to try? Um, I think that you've always, I've always looked up to you for it. Um, I think that I was also missing a little piece of, um, being an athlete and, and being competitive. And, um, I, I mean, I've wanted to be like you <laughs> my whole life. I mean, I, I dress like you, I talk like you, um, which is just a whole other story. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm mini Tina. I get really excited when people actually, um, confuse me for you. <laughs> so, um, just hearing how excited you were about it and, um, the way you pitched it as anybody can do this. And, and that was never, ever, ever a thought in my mind because I used to even um, walk around at work and um, I work in my field. Um, I'm a physical therapist and, and I work with a lot of people who do run. And my party line was always, um, yeah, well, my sister's an ultra marathoner. She runs 50 mile races. <laughs> and like, I was <laughs> talking myself up by talking about my sister and it would always end with, um, the genes skipped me. Like my sister's a runner. I don't know what happened to me. Like the genes just passed me up. Um, and I've never, ever, ever, I swear in my entire life thought like that I could, um, because I, I'm just not, it's just not in me. It's not my body type. It's not, um, even like <laughs> type one muscle fiber, <laughs> like everything physiologically, it just wasn't me. Um, and hearing you on the beach and it's so simple, but for the first time I heard like, literally like if you wanted to, you could. And I had, I had never heard that. <laughs> and so I feel like I've probably tried to convince you. Well, I've tried to, I guess, pitch it to you. So, you know, obviously you've been my sister forever and I've been running for 15 years and I feel like I've tried to convince so many people along the way, like this is something you have to try. So I know that we've had that conversation, um, mm -hmm. but for you, something was different this time because you felt like, and probably true. It probably was true that I used to say you should run, you should run like running is great, but not the whole concept of anybody can do it. So that was something different this time. For sure. It was, it was the first time I heard it. It was the first time I considered it. It was, um, I feel like I, I spent, and I can't say it, like I tried running all the time. Like I, I would get excited and I would buy like a cute new running shirt and I would try to, you know, I'm just going to go out and run two or three miles. And, um, I would run for five minutes. I'd walk the rest of the way. I'd go home in my car, say, well, that sucks. <laughs> and I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> so, um, that was my cycle. Um, as you've talked about my running has never been, related to, um, being strong or being an athlete or being competitive or being challenged. It's always been related to, um, I ate that bagel. So now I'm going to go try to run two miles. So, um, that was when you started to put that into perspective, because I, I remember sitting on the beach and I remember having a conversation of one, anyone can do this. You don't need to be born a runner to be able to run, but two, it, is not about weight loss. And, and that honestly, in the very beginning turned me off to it. Like, um, why would anyone want to run if they weren't trying to lose weight? Like that was such a foreign thought to me. 
um, and really hard to wrap my mind around. Um, but I was looking for something that made me feel strong and athletic and confident. And, um, and I, I put aside the thoughts of running for calories and for food and for losing weight. And um, I think that's, you know, <clears throat> a huge factor on why this journey has been successful too. So there are a lot of things that were things I was hearing for the first time during that conversation. That's so interesting. And I feel like part of that is probably just the journey that I've gone through, because I do talk a lot about how when I first started, I 100% did it for weight loss. I 100% would run. I remember just like you thinking to myself, I'm going to run two miles. Like it wasn't about there was no plan. There was just, I'm going to run two miles because I heard that that burns 200 calories and I would go out as far and as fast as I could. It was, I was going to die. It was torture, turn around and come back. Didn't even want to make it back. Um, and so I can, I can totally relate to that aspect. And it's taken me so many years to get to that point, but I am with you even now, like I can't think about it as weight loss. Like I, I, feel like it is such punishment to think of it that way. And that was kind of a game changer. And I feel like we definitely fed off of each other when you started this, when you officially took the leap and started the program, like it just kind of reminded me of how, like what a release it was to let that go and to forget about doing this for weight loss. So we were doing something fun and exciting. We were working out, but it wasn't, it had nothing to do with calories or weight loss. And I feel like I kind of went on that journey with you. And I had some aha moments, even just watching you do it. Um, so you would say your first couple attempts, when you said, I'm going to try to be a runner. And I think a lot of people do this, this meant you were, you just decided I'm going to go burn calories and you didn't necessarily have a plan. Like there wasn't an official plan that you followed at the time. You would like what, go to the gym and jump on the treadmill and just go for until you got tired. <clears throat> sometimes. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, and I don't know why I always had in my head that I'm going to go run two miles. I never could. <laughs> um, I don't know why that was always just in my head of I'm going to go do this. I've never done it before, but um, it's just two miles. So yeah, I remember going to um, the park down the street um, and trying to, <laughs> it would take a, a, a lap and a half to make a mile. And man, I just could not make it very far. Sometimes I would try to just leave the house and, and go for a run. and. Um, that you know my distance was even shorter <laughs> sometimes I would get on the treadmill and and honestly the treadmill wasn't even my um my cardio machine of choice um when I really wanted to get on for calories I would I would get on an elliptical or um get on a bike just because like I hated running so bad I would do anything to even have to run on a treadmill so um it's been it's been variable um it would never last honestly more than two or three workouts and, and then it was done. And so that would be like your attempt at becoming a runner was two or three workouts on a treadmill. And then you decided this isn't for me because it's not, I don't have these genes. Yes, for sure. Okay. I got you. And then, so this time you heard something different. So we were talking this time and I told you, I, I, I really believe that this is for anybody. And I said to you, it's not going to be about weight loss. 
I said, I do remember saying to you, I can train you for a half marathon. And you, you said to me, and I, you kind of mentioned this in the beginning, but like, really, like I can do that. Like, are you sure? Like you can train me. And I, I was like, yes, I know I can do this. The only thing you're lacking is confidence in a plan. And that was like, I remember like even your face being like, really, we're going to do me. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And we talked, we probably talked for a couple of hours about how this was all going to roll out and, and that was super exciting. And so what we didn't know at the time was that we were creating the very first, um, member of what we call our soulmates, right? You were the first one to say like, okay, Tina, I'll try this and let me, you know, give you this plan and, and work on it. So the very cool part about this though, was that you were the first one, but within two weeks of you starting, it changed you so much. Like you, the people around you. So our next two OG members, actually the next three OG members came within like the first two weeks of you doing this because there was like a lightness about you and a happiness. So can you tell me a little bit about what that was? Yeah, I actually remember, um, super clearly. Um, it was after my second run on this plan and, um, I had lived in an apartment. So I I just went across the street to our apartment gym and I got on a treadmill and, um, my intervals were running, um, two minutes at a time and, um, which was really, really hard. And, um, I had walked home and I, I went before work. So I was walking home, um, to our apartment and, and my fiance was standing out by the car and, and I'm just walking past and listening to my music and I have my water bottle and, um, sweating, dripping. Cause man, two minutes was tough. And, um, I just remember her saying, wow, I want to look like that. <laughs> yeah. I want to be sweaty too. Yeah. And, um, and that next day she, uh, she called you <laughs> and said, okay, I'm ready. And what was so funny was in the beginning, we were sitting on the beach having this conversation. And I said, Carrie, like, isn't this so cool? Like, don't you want to do this? And she was like, nope, zero interest, none. <laughs> I hate running. I hate running. I can't do it. But seeing you like that lightness about you and, um, eventually, you know, Mike had joined and then, um, a friend from work had joined and we had our first group. Why Mm -hmm. do you think that, like, what do you think those first workouts were doing for you that you were so like, you were so you were like really glowing. Like you were kind of bouncing around, like things changed so quickly for you. It didn't take months Mm -hmm. for you to feel different. You felt different instantly. And so what do you think it was? Do you think it was like the excitement of starting something new or Um, I know it was hard. So it wasn't, you know, this thought of, oh, this is so easy. I can do this. So what was that? What was, what was that happiness about? Do you think? I think it was achieving a goal. I I think that it has been a long time since I had set like a physical goal for myself that made me feel strong. And I set a goal and um, I did it much less a running goal like who would have thought I set a running goal and I, and I accomplished it and I was doing what I needed to do I was it was in that moment that I realized yeah this is tough but I did it I still did it 
And there's something really rewarding about doing something when it's hard and finishing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say, can you tell us a little bit about, we talk a lot about, you know, you being a former athlete. Can you tell us a little bit about like what your life was like, like, you know, athletics wise that you feel like you were missing for such a long time? Like, what was it that just tell us a little bit about your history and, you know, your Mm -hmm. activity level back in the day. And then kind of what your activity level was when you first started getting into this program. Yeah, I, um, I played softball and volleyball in high school. I went on, played softball through college and I went to grad school and, um, grad school was when I was in the, the best shape of my life. I played on, um, some, uh, co-rec leagues for volleyball and for softball. And, um, I was in a class full of very healthy students working to become physical therapists. And, um, that's who I was surrounded with. And, and I was in great shape. I was, I was really big into lifting, still never into running ever. (laughs) And, um, you know, I, I got engaged. I moved to a new city. I, I got, um, my new job and I really, really, really settled in. (laughs) Um, and I enjoyed what I was doing. Um, I was happy. I, uh, you know, was, was going to work. My focus was my career. My focus was my new life in this new city and, and fitness and, and being active took a back seat for sure. Um, so I work in a rehabilitation hospital and um, I'm a neurologic PT. So I work with people with um, lots of brain injuries and strokes. And um, it's a very physical profession. I am, I'm lifting people. I am um, supporting them and teaching them how to walk and things. And um, it's happened to me so many times where um, <laughs> patients will call me out and say, um, well, you're out of breath or if I ask them if, if they need to take a break to sit and take a break, they say, well, I don't, but, um, sounds like you do. <laughs> and these are people who are in a hospital, like after a stroke and, and these people are calling me out for, for my breathing. And it was so, it was so mortifying and it happens so often. It wasn't just like a, a one-time occurrence. It was like, consistently these people were were commenting on really like my fitness level and um I mean I'm not surprised it's a very hands-on profession we we we're very (laughs) close um we have you know lots of things touching (laughs) um lots of times and um it's so mortifying so I would even like (laughs) having to work on walking with someone if I'm on a stool and, and I'm supporting their body weight and I'm moving their leg for them. And I'm, and you know, we're walking 50, a hundred, 150 feet and I am sweating and I am breathing. And, um, even in front of my coworkers, like I work with a lot of ladies who are marathon runners and, um, was so mortifying. So even starting this program, I was at ground negative two (laughs) like it it, I was it was rough I was in not a great place when I first started so this literally for you was like the very 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 beginning of your running career very yes 
I mean, no it was experience or at yeah. the time, like for at least several months, right? Like no working out really at least a year. It, oh, okay. it probably was at least a year of, of not working out or maybe going to the gym once a week to do random things, never anything like cardio, probably a year. And how, and were you feeling like, did you have that? I know for me, like going through phases like that, did you have like that? I don't want to use the word depression because I don't want to, um, you know, use it nonchalantly, but were you in like this kind of a funk from not working out, like feeling that, like, were you comfortable not doing it? Or was this something that was kind of weighing on your mind daily? Like I should know it was, it was so uncomfortable. It was, it was so uncomfortable. There came a lot of guilt, um, knowing, I know you talked about like the used to gang. I was in the used to gang and there is a lot of guilt there, um, with my health (laughs) and kind of just letting things get to where they were to a point that walking up the stairs made me out of breath and doing my job, um, put me out of breath and enough for people to notice. And it was, it was incredibly, um, disappointing. And I think maybe now that we're talking about this, this is probably where a lot of that, like light was shining through when you first started this, because if you were feeling like, at least for me, when I get into those moments, it almost feels like you're spinning out of control. Like, how am I ever going to dig myself out of this hole and get started again? Like it's so deep now. Like, how am I going to put one foot in front of the other? Because it's going to feel so much harder than the last time I did it. And here I go, I have to start and climb out of this hole before I'm even at level ground to be able to climb that hill or that mountain. I have to get out of the hole first. And so what happened for you and what happens for most people right away is that we think it's going to take us months before we're able to climb out of that hole. But for you almost instantly, it's, it started to feel lighter, like obviously, because you could see it on your body. You could see it in your facial expressions. You were just felt like, okay, here we go. I've mm-hmm. got a plan and I'm doing this and I'm going to show up and no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to step out the door and run a mile. And no, I'm not going to be able to run for 25 minutes or 10 minutes because that's ridiculous. But somebody gave me permission to run for one minute and call that a success. And because somebody gave me permission and gave me the confidence to say, you can do this and you can go as far as you want to. I'm going to do this and I'm going to check that box and say, like, I showed up, I did workout one and I feel really good about it. So I'm not mm-hmm. surprised now, like hearing you say that, how good that must have felt to initially start to be like, okay, here we go. Like you took your first steps out of that hole and started. And not just that you knew that there was a plan, a path for you. Mm-hmm. because You're going to follow a plan that kind of just stepped, you know, one step at a time. Um, and that's really cool. I love that. So I guess, um, thinking about this whole process and how it was so hard to get started and you were feeling disappointed, I guess we should really, we should have talked about this part. I mean, at this point, when we're recording this, you have not only gone past one minute, but three weeks ago, you ran your first 10 K which is 6.2 miles. And while it is definitely okay to stop and walk on journeys, you were very proud of the fact that, what was it? What was your, what was your, um, 
the results at the end of your 10K that you were so excited about. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> we did the Wicked 10K on Halloween. We dressed up. Um, it was so much fun. Um, <laughs> we walked from mile four to four and a quarter and we ran the rest of the way, which is wild. Like I, it's still hard to process. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, it was so much fun. And we were floating after that race, we were floating. And this coming from, I just feel like there's so much for us to share because we've been on this journey for so long. And as you're saying this, I'm like, but I, I hope that people listening to this, if, if they're wondering again, if this could be them, because that's the whole goal of these, the interviews that I want to do. And you're, you know, you're the first one again, the OG interviewer, interviewee, um, because I really, if I could, if there was one thing that I want people to take away from these conversations, it's that you have been in a place where you thought I'm never going to crawl out of this place and, and make it to even, you know, to break even ground, but to go beyond that to somewhere that you never thought you were ever going to get to. And you thought, I'm not going to get there because I don't have the body. I don't have the genes. I don't have the ability. It's not me. It's not going to happen. And, you know, there was a, a huge like transformation that happened in between because it's been now, gosh, probably four months since we started or five months since we started. And yes, yeah, so you're running 6.2 miles. Um, but we started with that one minute intervals. And then we were at, you know, a minute and a half intervals. And then all the way up to three minutes and seven minutes and 12 minutes. And all of those things were part of the journey. So it wasn't something that happened so quickly, but it was something that your body started to adapt to much quicker than I think you thought, because we were doing it in like such small increments. And so I think that a big misconception for people is that you have to just go out and do it, or you have to go out and be able to run five minutes or you're not running, but you know, that's just too much, too far, too fast. And, um, I really even want to talk for a second about the emotional, like what we had called the psychological level. When we got to, to the 12 minute, um, intervals for you, if you remember that day, wasn't that the I day do. on the boardwalk, the 12 yes, minute. Okay. Sure was. So that was part of your journey getting to running. I think it was three, three, repeats of 12 minutes with walk breaks in between. And that was a huge day because that was a lot of minutes, but also there was kind of a psychological battle that day. And so like, again, if somebody is new and starting out on this and they've hit this moment, I want them to hear your version of how that happened for you, but also how it doesn't stay that way. So can you tell us about that day when, um, you were on the boardwalk and you, I remember you saying specifically, I said, okay, how did it feel effort level wise? And you, you had said something, it was like a lower number. Like you felt good. It was like an eight, maybe like a seven or eight. But then when you said, but psychologically, this was a, a nine, 10 for sure. Mm -hmm. Getting through this run. Can you tell us a little bit about that day? Yeah, we were, um, I can't remember why we were in Virginia beach, but it was us and our other sister and, um, our nephews. And, um, we took, um, our oldest nephew who is, gosh, now a high school football player, <laughs> um, and myself and, and my fiance and, and you, when we went to the boardwalk and we had our 12 minute intervals and I hadn't run in a group and I, and I can't remember, I don't even know that I really ran with Carrie either or not very much. 
because what really got to me was my pace and my me comparing myself to the rest of you you who've been running for 15 years um our nephew who is you know in great shape he's in he's in football season and my fiance who has ran a little bit more in the past um compared to me I mean there's some other comparisons as well she's you would say you could say that she looks more built for running than I do and um we were running and I felt so slow like everyone was in front of me I literally that entire run all I could see were the backs of you guys and I just felt like I was chasing you and it was hard um I think this was our first run in Virginia Beach so I wasn't used to just the flat ground which I honestly again I set myself up in my head that that was going to be super easy because I, I run mostly on hills here so I was like oh this flat ground is, is going to be easy so I think I I set myself up there but it was hotter there wasn't any shade there was just a lot of people and then I ran in this group and I just felt like I could not keep up and we finally got to our last interval and and I see the spot that you guys down the boardwalk you turned around started coming back up my way and I just turned around and kept going because we weren't looking at distance we were just looking at time so it didn't matter how far I got as long as I was running for that amount of time and I remember turning around way before you guys so that it put me in front and then I watched all of you slowly but surely um pass me again and I cried it was probably the last four minutes of my run um I just cry like actual tears when I'm, I'm running on the boardwalk there's so many people and I'm just jogging along <laughs> my breathing was I'm sure a hot mess and I'm just crying and I felt like this run was a fail and that was really really hard for me it's it's hard in general is my um incredibly obnoxious perfection itself um but this was really really tough for me and it was something that took me some time to get through we had um a lot of conversations about pace and that you don't need to run at a certain pace to be a runner and that again was something that I've never heard I've never heard that you can run for one minute at a time and I also never heard that you can run nice and slow I didn't know that and um I felt like a fail. I didn't feel like a runner. And, um, and that was tough mentally, psychologically, that that run was a nine or 10. So when you look back at that now, seeing how far you've come again, you you've run 6.2 miles by this point. What do you think of it now looking back at it? Um, I don't want to say my first reaction was to say it's silly. I don't want to say it's silly because they were such real feelings, um, but it's not important. Um, it's so not important. It's it's finding a place of you need to challenge yourself, and people are going to run at different paces, and and it's fine. Like you need to allow yourself to do it on your own. My goal was never to run faster. Um, 
I never wanted to be able to run a quicker mile. My goal was to go farther. So with that in mind, for me to be able to run farther and run longer, I, I couldn't focus on speed. And um, sometimes I, that still pops in my head. Sometimes I still look at paces and compare myself, but um, it's easier to remind myself that it does not matter. You, you do the time, you check the box, and you can still be a runner no matter how slow you're going. And what's crazy is that even with that mindset, because you're 100% right. And if you start focusing on pace, that's like the quickest way to quit because you'll start saying like, oh my gosh, well, I don't go fast enough. Well, you shouldn't be going fast enough. You've only been running for this many weeks and you know, you're, you're a baby runner and it's not time for you to be faster. And so it would be really weird if you jumped out of here and you, you know, you hopped off the couch and you were running fast, you know, as fast as, as you wanted to. So it, it, it is something that comes with time. And I think you can agree that by this point, after all of this time, like, you know, maybe you wouldn't call yourself fast. I don't know, but you have to have seen an improvement in pace without even thinking about it, without that being your goal. Haven't you naturally seen some improvements in just your, your most comfortable pace? Oh, for sure. My, my most comfortable pace is definitely quicker. Um, but I'm at a point like I can't care. <laughs> like right. it's, 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 I've done it without focusing on it. If, if it would have been my focus, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have run a 10 K. I wouldn't have run a 5 K. I wouldn't have done it. Right. Yes. It, I really do believe that that is the, one of the, one of the top reasons that people stop is because they think they're not going farther, far enough. And then, you know, they don't think they're going fast enough. And, you know, even now where I've been in, in as much running as I've been through, I can't focus on it now either because it's just, you know, my goal for me, I have kids and my goal is, am I getting out the door three times a week? And if I am, then that's a win. Um, so is there anything that you feel like if you were talking to somebody in your position, like I know you and I talked for hours on the beach that day, and I was able to convince you to give this a shot because it was going to change you. Is there something that you feel like you can say, or you want to say to the person who is you and thinking about giving this a try, but wondering if it could be for them and wondering if they're just, you know, it's going to be too hard or it's not something that they'll be able to do. Is there something that you feel like you want to say to them or that you felt like you really needed to hear in order for you to get started? Um, just anything that you'd want to say to, I guess, the, the previous you, the former you, before you really believe this was possible? Um, running is for everybody. And I am not saying that because I'm an experienced runner who runs all these races and I, I don't look like a runner. I don't, I'm probably not the typical person who, when people think of runners, it's not me, but I'm a runner and running is for everyone. There's, you don't have to be a certain age. Um, you don't have to be a certain size. You don't have to be a certain build to be a runner. Everybody is a runner. If you run, you're a runner <laughs> and that's it. Um, I also feel like I maybe had a hard time with, um, I don't want to say I had a hard time with, I think that I, there's a place in my, in my, time of running 
that I felt like um, I was expecting it to to get really, really easy and it didn't um, because I am continuing to go farther. And no matter what, like no matter how hard that challenge is, like right now I'm on a training plan. I'm working up to run a comfortable 10K, not just a race day 10K. And um, my runs are tough, but I also went through a period of, of two weeks where I felt like running was put on the back burner. Um, there were a lot of things going on in my life. It was, I was moving, I was promoted to a new job position and I just felt like I didn't have the time for running. Um, not doing it is way harder than the challenge of running. So Cammie, in, in regards to how you've changed, I mean, I know that, you know, we talked a little bit about how you've changed physically, but how would you describe, or would you say that you've changed, it has changed you as a person, as far as, you know, being on this running, being on this running plan and this program, like, do you feel like you see yourself differently or you are, you know, living life differently? Like, how would you say that it's changed you outside of the actual running? Like what has changed for you? I would say the biggest change I've seen is, is my confidence level and my comfort with being in doing uncomfortable things and, and even outside of running. I know we talk a lot about, and you've talked in your podcast about get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that honestly bled over into real life too. Um, I am noticing that I'm more confident at work. I'm more confident um, with my new roles and responsibilities. I'm, I'm okay being uncomfortable in lots of different aspects of my life. Um, And it's fun. Like I'm having a lot of fun with it. And we've actually hired on a few new therapists and um, my motto to them has been like, (laughs) if you're going to try something with someone, try it. And um, it might, (laughs) it might um, be a big fail. It it might um, be a flop. It might look ridiculous, but who cares? Like, just try it. And, And that's been kind of how I'm training these new therapists to come on of, just try it. It's fine. What's the worst that can happen? And that is absolutely not my personality. Um, but I think that's what running has done for me. I'm okay being uncomfortable and I'm okay trying new things. I actually think that's kind of like the perfect thing that you could say to someone who's on the fence, to someone who's new to it, to someone that's wondering, should I try to go farther or should I try to get on a training plan or like what you just said of who cares? Like, yeah, it it might not be you know, it might be a little messy. It might be imperfect, but gosh, like it's totally be sitting on the sidelines and just wondering, like, that's no fun. There's no fun in that. So, Mm. you know, just try it and see what happens. Don't expect I'm hearing you say, and I've heard you say numerous times, don't expect it to be easy because it's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be comfortably uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would agree. I would agree with that sentiment too, about the discomfort and running and embracing that discomfort does bleed over into life. And you, you kind of use that motto for a lot of things like 
you know, I have to go speak to this person or I have to put, you know, give this presentation and it's going to feel, I'm so nervous, but Hey, like that's when you know you're growing because you're getting uncomfortable. And I really mm-hmm. like that sentiment. What were you going to mm-hmm. say before I interrupted you? Um, I also, I think that like, once you get started, um, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, sticking with it. I think once you get started, that just kind of happens because, um, once you face the challenge of, of the run itself, um, and the benefits you reap from that, it is way more challenging to stop and it's way more challenging to quit. And, um, it was a few months ago that I had, I was going through a lot of life changes and I, I, in the same week I had bought a house and had to move. And I also got promoted um, to a new position with different roles and responsibilities and running went on the back burner for me. And I had so much guilt and I had so much, um, what do they call it? FOMO. (laughs) Like I was watching (laughs) all of my teammates running and for me in my head at that time it was I was exhausted at work I was exhausted from moving I feel like I didn't have a comfortable place to live um and it was two weeks of just it being hard I was it was really hard that I wasn't running and I remember Carrie and I going out for our first run after all of these changes and we literally when we took our first walk break we started walking and um we put on our music really loud. We had a dance party. We laughed, we hugged, and we said, it's so good to be back. And um, that's not going to happen to me again. Like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not do it because those two weeks of not doing it was way harder than if I would have just got my butt outside and just had just done it because it brought us so much joy. And if you knew me <laughs> and you know, knowing that I'm saying I cannot wait to go back to running because it brought me so much joy. Like if I can say that, I promise, I promise, I promise anyone can seriously say that anyone can feel that way. It's so crazy because I've watched this whole evolution of you from the beginning. And you have said to me so many times, I hate running. I mean, years. I hate running. I hate running. I try Tina. I hate running. I don't know how you like it. And it's crazy because you just have to give it a fair shake. Like you literally just have to give it some time. And it happens. I have, it has happened to everybody who has gone through our groups. And since you mentioned that you had FOMO with our groups posting all of their runs, because we, we get on and we consistently post three runs of three runs a week, no matter which group you're in. And so those, you know, there were three workouts that you were missing on each of those weeks, but what would you say from the perspective of all of the components, the things that you had, as far as support and, and going through this process, what was, what would be like the top two things that you feel like you needed in order to make this happen? Like as far as like the program score, whatever it is, but what are the two things that you feel like you needed in order to keep this going? I needed, um, a goal. I think that like first and foremost, having almost like a carrot dangling in front of you of this is what you can do. If you let yourself do it, this is what you can get to. I think having a goal. So our first goal was the 5k and, and we did that. We did an unofficial 5k here at in Charlottesville. And then we did the rock and roll 5k. And, um, 
as soon it was like that weekend that after we finished the 5k we're like what's next we signed up for the wicked 10k um goal is huge if you if you have a goal and you have a destination you're trying to get to it, it just like I said the the mornings the 5 a.m workouts you don't want to get up or the 8 p.m runs that you have to get in before bed um it gives you a purpose so I would say number one is goal number two um the the accountability and the support like I being able to share my feelings with other people who are also new runners who are able to validate what I'm feeling um is big so that I I mean in the beginning I had I had um Mike my brother-in-law Mike and I had my fiance Carrie and um we had these conversations of I felt this and just someone else being able to say, yeah, I did that too. And, and something, whether it's something we can laugh about, like that happened on our run or um, something we felt that was maybe um, something we were maybe disappointed in or being able to say, you know, I did my long run of, of my four mile run and um, I had to walk some and and that's okay. And having my teammates be able to say, yeah, I mean, me too. And you still did a great job. That was still a successful run um, is really having the validation I think would be number two. And can I also just clarify, because I know that we talked, I mean, I agree. I think that having the team and having people who you can at least say like, I did this and them to say like, oh, I remember that too. I felt that too. But also I just want to I, this is really important to me, as you know, because we've talked about this numerous times to mention that your runs, the majority of your journey has been alone as far as your runs go. And I say this because I think a lot of people or some people have a misconception that it has to be done. You have to take on a new running journey, like with a running partner. Like if I could just convince this person to do it with me, or if I just had a running partner, if I just had somebody who would go with me, then I would do it. But you, first of all, you started alone. Like this was something that you decided for yourself. And at that time you didn't have a team, but also most of this journey you have done solo, because I think that's important. I think I want people to know, like, like, I think the support and accountability is great. And I think having a team and you know, a group that you can post in is huge, but also you don't have to count on anybody to make this happen. Like it can definitely be a very rewarding solo journey um, that you really have been on. So I want to give you that due where credit is due that you really didn't have a team to start. First of all, you were alone. Right. And also mm -hmm. many of your runs are done solo by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you go out there on your own and you you know, you meet the elements head on and you make it happen and you're not counting on somebody to come and push you out the door. So, um, I just think that's important to mention because that's something that there, that is a misconception that some people have, like, I can't do it. I, or I could do it if, if this person were just more motivated or. Right. That I agree. And it actually, it's like, <laughs> I would rather do it the actual run by myself because I, I won you make the decision for you, um, which is so important. But honestly, like I've, we had the group run that we talked about on the boardwalk. I've had a few runs here and there with Carrie, but um, I prefer running by myself. And if you just try it, like it's such a, an experience to just kind of 
you know, be in your own mind and, and enjoying the time by yourself. And I made a zoom video so that I could post in our, in our Facebook group this past weekend with our long run of, um, you know, I was just recovering from bronchitis and I went on this run, I packed my inhaler and I, and I walked for a few minutes and took a video of it's beautiful out. Like the leaves are beautiful. It's a crisp 33 degree morning here in Charlottesville. I'm running the streets um, around the neighborhood. I'm running around some lakes and um, this is so much fun. <laughs> and you have to do it. You have to do it alone. You have to um, enjoy that time. And, and honestly, you're really missing out if you're relying on another person. You're not really getting to learn yourself and um, and do your own thing your own way and, and have fun. Couldn't, I could not agree more. I've learned so much about myself and have been so much more mindful of everything that's going on on a run, which can be hard at sometimes, but it's so important because you grow so much from that. So I could not agree more. I think solo runs are where it's at. And that's why I encourage you guys to do them so much. And so that's, it was just very important for me to mention that because I feel like you'll learn so much about yourself. Cami, this is not the end of our conversations. I anticipate that we're going to be documenting your journey in numerous ways between now and whenever it is that you finish meeting your goals, because this is so fun. And you are the original, the true OG for all of this, because you were the first one to raise your hand and say, I'll do this on your own with nobody else. And then people just became inspired by you because you were the non-runner who became a runner and you did so in 10 weeks. And you now have, in my opinion, you have a group of people who have followed you. Two of them openly admit that they followed you because you looked so happy. Three of them actually, <laughs> because you had looked so happy and so fulfilled that they're kind of lining up behind you. And then people are lining up behind them because they're seeing all of these non-runners who have become runners. So I do just want to thank you. And I really mean this sincerely, not just because we're recording for a podcast, but to thank you for being brave enough to, to do this and be the first non-runner to step out there and say, I don't feel like a runner, but I'm willing to try this and see what happens. Because I do think that all of the, these footsteps behind you, all of these people who are following you, it's because you were brave enough to be the first one to say like, okay, sign me up. So thank you for that. And I genuinely look forward to documenting your journey. You're going to run six miles in just a 6.2 again in a couple of weeks. And then we're going to start talking about what's next. And I can't wait. Yeah, um, I appreciate you taking the time to um, open my eyes and um, <laughs> being there for when I'm calling you mid run or, um, on my way home from a run. And, um, you've been such an amazing coach and an amazing inspiration and let's go get, you know, half marathon 2022. Yeah. And our Santa, a surf and Santa race that we have coming up in yes. three, four weeks, surf yep. and Santa five miler. It's so fun. All right, Cammie. Thanks for being here. I love you. Thanks, sis. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. 
Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.